0: Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and as many of you noted over the weekend, uh, of course, big news coming out of the tennis world from France, uh, from uh, Roland Garros there in the French Open. Uh, Naomi Osaka, world's uh, one of the top-ranked women's tennis players, pulled out of the French Open uh, for mental health reasons. And there was a lot of information that went back and forth early on as as she made this known. Uh, Initially, there was a a lot of pushback that she was uh, doing this in response that she just didn't want to do press availability after matches. And while I think that was a component of it, I think most people said, well, wait a minute, that's part of your job. You have to do that. Uh, But then it became very clear, at least uh, to me, that this was much more than about having to answer some questions from some reporters. Uh, was much more than that, and uh, she clearly is dealing with some some mental health challenges and issues. And for that, she should be applauded. And the fact that she is dealing with those is wonderful. Uh, too often, we we push those under the rug, and especially in sports. And uh, this is this is something that we all have to think about. Uh, I have seen, I, we were talking about this this morning with Tim and Amanda, and uh, I spent a lot of years coaching Little League and soccer, basketball, and baseball, and I have to tell you, I've, I've heard parents yell things at their children that I would not yell at my enemies because of a game. And so while we focus on Naomi Osaka as you know a top-ranked women's tennis player uh, and how often I'm sure she has been told to just buck up, you just got to be tough, just go, you got to play through it, you got to work through it. And there are great lessons to be learned from sports in that way for sure. Uh, but there are an army of people out there who have really struggled uh, because they did have that overbearing parent or coach from a young age And whether that was in athletics or music or dance or cheer or academics, uh, there's a lot of different places and spaces where adults get it wrong and do so to the detriment of the mental health of a young person. And so the fact that – you know, that Naomi Osaka said, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with some things. And remember, she had some really interesting things to deal with uh, as, as she began, as, as she kind of rose in the ranks. Of course, she she won. Uh, w- one of her first big wins was uh, was over Serena Williams. And it just happened that Serena lost her cool at the end, was penalized. Uh, and that ended up being the end of the match. And so even though she had won this tournament, Uh, The crowd was booing. You know, there was uh, all of the things that uh, we dislike about sports (laughs) caught in that moment. So she's had an interesting run as it relates to that. But I think the more important thing and the more important lesson for all of us is, you know, what what are we doing? What what are our expectations, especially of young people? And are we are we helping them to recognize uh, their own needs for mental health? Uh, and do they know how to ask for it? And are we making that safe and that okay? And, and this is not this is not about uh, creating a bunch of uh, pampered athletes or professionals. Uh, although sometimes we do that as well. I think there is a flip side to this coin. I think there are some people, especially in sports, uh, where the young people get so pampered so early that they do become a little bit of uh, prima donna-esque. And... <clears throat> That doesn't help anybody either. Uh, But I think for the most part, I think we have to start recognizing what is it that helps develop? How can we use things like sports, like music, uh, like academics as a positive way, as a way to develop, I think, one of the really important skills which we've seen play out over the course of the pandemic? And that is this ability to be resilient, uh, to work your way back. And it's not about just gutting it up, bucking up, and and pushing your way through. It's much more than that. It's identifying what the issues are, identifying when you're struggling, when you have challenges, knowing who you can talk to, and then having a plan to move forward. Uh, I've always said that confidence is never arrogance. Uh, Real confidence comes when you have respect for the challenge, you're ready for the task, you got a plan. Uh, And then you can have that resilience to actually work it all the way to the end. And we need to make sure that in everything that we're doing, again, we we spend so much time and so much money uh, creating these super leagues and super teams and traveling teams and and all that's great. It can be great. And there are great lessons there and there are great opportunities. And and we should also be very careful uh, because it is easy to, in, in the spirit of, hey, you got you to gotta buck up and take it for the team today, uh, that we start teaching these young people that it's not okay to be vulnerable, that it's not okay to be honest, that it's not okay to feel like you're out of control or that you're struggling or to tell someone that you're struggling or that, hey, you know what? I just don't want to play today. And I think of how many kids, uh, and I saw it, I saw some kids with immense talent uh, who walked away from their sport or from their, one of their real talents because they couldn't take it anymore because their parents had become such a dominant negative force in their life uh, that it wasn't worth it to them anymore. And, you know, I used to always propose, you know, from a a little league baseball standpoint, I'd say, you know what, you know, it'd be great. Is if you can have a league, and I think playing for trophies and winning and losing and all of that, there are great lessons to be had there for sure. Uh, but I always thought, you know what? I what if you what if you played one game a week that was for the standings and trophies and playoffs and all of those kinds of things? But then what if you had one game a week where uh, you know you don't uh, you don't have any of that, where the the kid who's the you know the star shortstop and the, the best hitter plays right field instead of playing shortstop and learned how to cheer a teammate on uh all of those things i think can uh, can really have huge impact uh, as we look to reframe things just uh, a little bit uh we're going to take a couple quick minutes here uh we're joined by mark williams from the uh, university of utah uh he has a uh, a new book out uh, that talks about uh how these kind of super athletes are are built what that looks like and uh Uh, Dr. Williams, we appreciate you joining us today.
1: Uh, My pleasure. Wonderful. So
0: so your book is called The Best, How Elite Athletes Are Made. And just Mm -hmm. coming off of this weekend and uh, all of the uh, interactions around Naomi Osaka's decision to to withdraw from the French Open, uh, Mm -hmm. first, give us some of your initial reaction. As you saw that play out, uh, what was going through your mind in terms of what was taking place?
1: Uh, Well, it seems quite an odd situation, doesn't it, in many ways. I mean, I guess the players are are obligated to contribute to press conferences. And and obviously, if everybody pulled out of these press conferences, then the sport would uh, be hindered quite significantly from a publicity perspective. So I guess it's been part of her life as a tennis player for many, many years. So it's quite surprising that at this point, in time she she feels that it would be difficult for her to contribute to those uh, those particular press conferences seems uh, a little bit strange um, obviously i don 't know the specifics of, of why she seems to be getting stressed by those kinds of environments but um, I mean clearly for elite athletes dealing with stress is part and parcel of what they do on a on a day to day basis
0: yeah, so uh, just real quickly. Um uh, in, in your book, uh, how elite athletes are made? What what are the core components uh, of making that kind of that level elite athlete?
1: Well, I mean, there is a chapter uh, in the book specifically on choking under pressure, and uh, what we know about elite athletes is they do develop uh, a lot of psychological characteristics that are crucial to. Uh, high-performance environments, I mean, characteristics like uh, resilience, mental toughness, uh, perfectionism, uh, dealing with pressure, and coping skills. So, um, you know, as part of the, the long journey that the, these athletes have, uh, commonly over a decade or two, they um, they acquire these psychological characteristics that allow them to be able to deal with the the stresses of performance uh, and competition more generally. So I would have thought that those same skills that uh, Osaka has obviously developed um, that to help her on the court would also help her in these scenarios where um, where she's dealing with the press yeah. in, in interviews as well.
0: Yeah, fascinating stuff, Dr. Williams. We're going to have you back uh, on another day where we can uh, dig in just a little deeper. I'm fascinated to get your perspective on a lot of this in terms of our athletes and and that really important area of resilience. But we appreciate you jumping on the line quick with us uh, today as we break that down just a little bit. We're going to go ahead and step aside for uh, bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Thurl Bailey is going to join us as we remember and reflect on the life and legacy of Mark Eaton, standing tall in our community. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio.